Hey everyone, Adrian here from Lifehouse Church in Tokyo, and man, it's a joy to share the Word of God with you. So recently, uh, we were at a park with a bunch of friends. We're having a a great picnic, um, and we're playing this game. I don't actually know what it's called, but it has this like thing that you hit. Uh, it's kind of like volleyball, but not. But we were hitting the ball, and I uh, one it came to the one side, and I hit it with this hand. And as I hit it, I felt my wedding ring fly off my finger and fly off into the distance somewhere in the grass. And so for the next 35 minutes, I had everyone in the picnic searching, walking around, looking for my wedding ring. Because this is actually the third wedding ring that I've had in 15 years of marriage. And so I, I was like, I need to find this ring. I've lost way too many wedding rings. And so we must have looked really strange to everyone else in the park because we were all just like individually walking around, staring at the ground. And finally, finally, one guy was like, I found it. And I remember the joy of that moment, that joy of discovering my wedding ring. I found it again, put it back on my finger, and I was just so, so happy. And there is something so exciting, so uh, brings so much joy and happiness when you discover something that was lost or you discover something new. Don't you love those moments where you pull out a bag that you haven't used in a while and you open a zip and you find money? You're like, what? I can't believe it. I had money there. You feel like you've just won the lottery. You've just, maybe it's not, maybe it's even just a thousand yen or ten dollars or whatever. It's like, I've just won the lottery. Or, or, um, or maybe you discover something new. Like I, I grew up in South Africa and we got great food in South Africa. But moving to Japan, it opened up a whole new world of delicious food. A whole new world of all the food in Asia. So starting with Japanese food and then there's Korean food. How good is Korean food? And then Thai, Taiwanese food and uh, Thai food and Vietnamese food and Filipino food. There's just so many great foods to discover. And every time I discover a new food, I'm I'm having this moment of like, where have you been my whole life? And it's a happy moment. But you know what? I I call these happy moments. These are happy moments that there's the the happy discovery of some new food or the happy discovery of my wedding ring. But it is not joy. It's not a lasting joy. Uh, That moment's not going to bring a lasting joy into my life. And, And the thing is that many of us are chasing after these happy moments, looking for joy in those moments. People travel around the world looking for this fulfillment, this joy, but actually all they're getting is these happy little moments, but it doesn't bring a lasting joy. And joy is so important in our lives. Joy is so important for our mental health. Joy is so important for our physical health. Joy is so important and crucial for our relationships. It, it's, it's important for purpose because it gives us strength and it gives us resilience in our life. And so I want to talk to you today about where do we discover joy? Where do we discover this true lasting joy? And so the title of my message is Discovering Joy in the Bible. Now, immediately, some of you are like, what? The Bible? How can I find joy in the Bible in an ancient, dusty book that is full of rules and a bunch of boring stories? Like, how do I discover joy in that? Or maybe for some of you, you've never read the Bible, and so you're curious. I, I actually don't even know what the Bible is all about. Like, I've, I've heard a few stories maybe about Jesus, or, or maybe you 
are someone who associates, you don't associate the Bible with joy, you associate it with guilt because you feel guilty that you haven't read it for a long time. But I really, I want to encourage you today through this message, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring you into a place where you're going to understand that with a changed perspective, you can see that the Bible is God's word, God speaking to us, speaking to us about purpose, about life, about identity, and we can discover great joy, lasting joy from the Bible, from God's Word. And we're going to look at a great story from the Bible, uh, from a book in the Bible called Nehemiah. It's a, it's a history book. It has to do with uh, the history of a nation called Israel and them rebuilding their city. And so I'm going to tell you, read a story together. We're going to look at a story from Nehemiah chapter 8. And we're going to see how this, this, this community, this nation of Israel were rediscovering joy in the Word of God. Or for some people, it was a new discovery. Because for the older generation, they were coming back to the Word of God. And for the many of the younger generation, it was their first time being exposed to the Bible, to the Word of God. And so what was happening in this time in Nehemiah chapter 8 was that... Um, this nation of Israel many years, maybe like 70 years before this happens, or even longer actually, longer than that, they were, um, they were captured by a nation called the Babylons, Babylonians, not the, uh, and the Babylonians had came and they destroyed Israel's cities, their city walls, they destroyed the temple, and they took the people of Israel back uh, into their nation, they lived as captives. And now finally, because of what God did, He, he made a way for them to to return and our people were returning to Israel and it was a it was a time of deep pain and they were returning to ruins they were returning to ruined homes ruined cities a ruined temple and it's so it was a time of rebuilding for this nation they were rebuilding their homes they were rebuilding their city walls they were rebuilding their temple and so we get to this point in Nehemiah chapter 8 where most of the city and homes and temple had been rebuilt and now as a community they wanted to rebuild their culture rebuild their their relationship with god their spirituality that and so they they get to it's new year's day the uh, it's new year's day in the jewish new year and they are they call out ezra who's like a priest they call him out to come and read the word of god to them and it's this moment of anticipation for many of them they've never heard the word of god and for the older generation it was a distant memory and so there's this excitement in this community and so nehemiah chapter 8 verse 1 it says so the israelites met together in the seventh month of the year they they were united and in in complete agreement they all met together in open places in front of the water gate all the people asked Ezra the teacher to bring out the book of the law of Moses which the Lord had given to the Israelites and so this book of the law is the first five books of our Bible today and so Ezra they, they ask him to bring it out bring out the Bible and you can sense can you sense the anticipation in this community many of them had never heard this book being read they had never heard the words of God being spoken and so there was this anticipation this excitement it's like if you are a Korean drama fan which I am it's like you, you you've you've watched up to the latest episode and Netflix is only releasing the next episode next week and there's this anticipation what is going to happen 
what's going to happen next in the story? And there's this, amongst the whole K-drama community, there's this anticipation or, or maybe you're an anime fan. Maybe you don't care about K-dramas or you like anime. And it's like, and a new episode or a new season is coming out and there's this anticipation in the community. What is going to happen? And I'm sure that's what was happening, even just to a greater extent in this community of, of the Israelites. They were they, they had heard their ancestors talk about the Word of God and the law and the, the promises of God and all these things. And now they were finally going to hear it. And so there's this anticipation building. Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 2. So Ezra the priest brought out the law. Boof, he opens this big book or maybe it's a scroll. I'm not quite sure. He opens it up before those who met together. This was on the first day of the month. It was the seventh month of the year. Men woman and anyone old enough to listen and understand were there at the meeting and i love this that that this word of god this uh this uh, god speaking to people was for all generations anyone who could understand there were men there were women they were young they were old they were every generation was present anyone who could understand was there and this is what i love about the word of god the bible can bring joy to children it can bring joy to teenagers it can bring joy to to people in their 20s 30s 40s 50s 60s 70s 80s 90s 100 and plus if you're still alive it can bring joy to you and and that's what i love about church as well we've got something for every generation to engage with the word of god and for it to bring joy in their life and so we, we, can you picture this for a moment? Ezra is standing now. He, he was standing on a big stage they built. He had six people on either side of him. And he opens this book and the whole community is leaning in, ready to listen. Verse 3, Ezra read in a loud voice from the book of the law from early morning till noon. That's a long time. That's like six or seven hours of reading. He was facing the open place uh, that was uh, in front of the water gate. He read to all the men and women and anyone old enough to listen or understand. All the people listened carefully and paid attention to the book of the law. So there was this, this not just a excitement amongst the people, but there was a leaning in. They were anticipating. They wanted to listen. They, they gave their full attention to the word of God. And, and I'm sure that I'm sure that people got distracted, okay? There was it was six or seven hours of reading. So I'm sure some of the younger kids or or got a little bit distracted and their parents were like, hey buddy, you need to listen. I remember those moments in church. But they came back and they were focused and they were leaning in. And and this is my first point. I, I think we can learn from this community is that to experience joy from the word of God, we need to lean in. We need to lean in and listen to the word of God. And and leaning in is an attitude. It's an attitude of the heart that says, wow, God, the, the creator of all things, my creator wants to speak to me. And as I, if I understand the word of God is, is, is God wanting to speak to me, there's an attitude of my heart that leans in that says, I want to listen to what my creator has to say to me. I want to listen to what God wants to speak to me. It's not an attitude of, well, I guess I'm a Christian. I have to read the Bible. That's what Christians do. Or, hey, man, I need to read my Bible so I have something to share next time I have Connect Group. Because if I don't have a journal to share, everyone's going to think I'm weird. No, man, it's not that at all. It's a leaning in. It's this leaning in. God, I want you to speak to me. There's this phrase that Jesus uses often when he, he's teaching. If you read through the stories of Jesus and Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, there's this phrase that Jesus uses often. He says, whoever has ears... Let him hear. 
So what Jesus is, is, this is an invitation from Jesus. So if you've got ears, which most of us do have, it says if you've got ears, lean in and listen. It's an invitation. Jesus is saying, uh, come a little bit closer. I want to speak to you. Come a little bit closer. I want to I want to speak to you and I want you to respond to me. It's a, Jesus is saying, come a little bit closer. I want to speak to you about the, the good plan that I have for your life. Come a little bit closer. I want to talk to you. I want to teach you about who I am and who God is. And come a little bit closer. I want to help you understand who you are and the gifts I've given you. Come a little bit closer. I want to show you how much I love you. Come a little bit closer and I want to help you. There's some areas of your life that you can fix that will help your relationships you can fix this and it will help you in this area of your life and it's an invitation to come and listen what i am inspired by this community is that they all came and listened and the thing is they had to come if they wanted to hear the word of god they had to gather because in that community of israel maybe they only had a handful of copies of the word of god of the bible they only had a few copies and there was only a certain amount of people who could actually read the word of god but what an amazing time that you and i live in isn't it we have so many we have such great access to the word of god you just pick up your phone and you can download the U version app and you can get access to nearly any language and I know that there are still many languages that don't have the Bible in I know that you version is working towards getting as many languages in the Bible which is amazing and even here in Tokyo our, our very own Lifehouse team is working on a great Japanese translation so but we do live in a time where we have such great access to the word of God we don't have to wait for a gathering for someone to read it but we can we can have the word of God and we have access to it and even if you struggle with reading there's audio bibles i i sometimes listen to audio bible because i'm not a very fast reader and i love the audio bible especially the ones with the cool animations the cool background music and it's pretty cool but we are living in a generation where we have such great access to the word of god and if you are an english speaker you have like a hundred plus translations that you can read, which what you can find one that can really help you and connect with you. And so, again, this attitude of leaning in is an attitude of saying, speak God, I want you, uh, speak God, I'm listening. It's an attitude of the heart that is open to God. Next, we, we find in the story, so now um, Nehemiah is standing up there, he's opened the scroll and everyone's leaning in. And says, uh, verse 5, so Ezra opened the book. Uh, all the people could see him because they were standing, uh, because he was standing above them on a high stage. And as he opened the book, all the people stood up. So everyone stands up. There's this, this honor in their heart. And it says they all raised their hands and shouted, Amen, Amen. And then they all bowed down and they worshiped God just before Ezra was about to read the word of God. And so the second thing we learn about uh, what this community's attitude to the word of God was there was a attitude of honor they honored the word of God and what did honor look like for them honor was uh, honor for them was an outward expression it was a we're going to stand for the word of God we're going to worship God we're going to open up our hearts to God it was a, a posture of honor that they had so they they wanted to hear what God had to say but they also wanted to honor what God had to say so what is honor Honor, and, honor is first and foremost an attitude of the heart. Honor is saying, I'm giving weight. I'm giving value to what God, what you have to say, God. 
It's, it's saying, God, I want your word to influence me. God, I'm opening up my life to your word and saying, would you shape my values? Would you shape the way that I think? Would you shape my decisions? Would you help me in every area of my life? I want your word to have the greatest authority in my life. And as followers of Jesus, we believe that the Bible is inspired by God. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, Every part of Scripture is God-breathed. It's inspired by God and is, is useful one way or another, showing us the truth, exposing our rebellion, correcting our mistakes, training us to live God's ways through the Word, which is the Bible. We are put together. God builds us up and shaped up for the tasks God has for us. So as a follower of Jesus, I believe that the Word of God, that the Bible is, is God-breathed. Yes, it may be written by many different authors, and there's some poetry, some history, some letters. There's, there's different kinds of literature and uh, many different authors. But we believe that God, is, God has inspired every one of these authors to write His Word. And what we have in the Bible is God-breathed. It's, 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 it's inspired by God. And so therefore, I want to honor it. I want to honor the Bible as God's Word. And so therefore, I want the Bible to be the loudest voice in my life. Because there are many voices out there in our culture right now. And there's voices from our friends, our families, our culture, the media, influences. There's, there's so many voices out there trying to shape our values, trying to shape the way that we think about all these things. But as a follower of Jesus, I want the Word of God, the Bible, to be the loudest voice in my life. I want the Bible to shape how I work. I want to work with excellence and integrity. I want the Bible to shape my sexuality. What do we believe about sexuality? Do we follow the voices of the world or do we follow the voice of what God is speaking to us from His Word? I want the Bible to shape the way that I manage and, 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 and steward my finances. I want the Bible to govern and shape the way that I do relationships, the way that I treat people, the way that I forgive, the way that I make decisions. This is what it means to give the Word of God honor, we say, God, would you shape? We want your Word to shape who we are and how we think. Jesus says this in, in John 15, verse 10 and 11. He says, when you obey my commands, you remain in my love, just as I obey my Father's commands and remain in His love. I have told you these things so that you may be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow and so jesus again is inviting us he says come lean in listen to my voice and follow my ways listen to my voice and follow my ways and then your joy will be complete you will overflow with joy and so as a community as we lean in we listen to the voice of god we lean in and listen to the voice of jesus and we follow his ways we allow him to shape our thinking we will overflow with great joy. And there was something amazing happening this on this day in this community. And as, as Ezra the priest was reading the word of God, the people started to weep. They started to cry. They started to be overwhelmed. And um, I'm, I'm not sure why. I, I know that if you read the first five books of Moses, there was there's many, God's talking about creation. He's talking about his promises for them. Uh, we do see the rebellion and the fall of man. And God's speaking about Abraham. And we see him rescuing the people of Israel uh, from Egypt. And so 
right throughout this book, there's God speaking promises and, and, and hope and future about this nation, Israel. But maybe they were also overwhelmed by how far they had drifted from God. But Ezra stops the people and says, hey guys, this is not a day to be sad. When we read the word of God, it's not a time to cry. It's a time of joy. It's a special moment. This is a, a time of great joy. And I, I want to invite you to, to step into the joy of reading the word of God. Step into the joy of discovery. Discovering God's plan. Discovering God's ways. Discovering who God is and who God has created you to be. And how much he values and loves you. That's what you're going to discover as you read the word of God. And just my last scripture in Nehemiah chapter uh, 8 verse 12. And so after they had read the word of God, they, they gather and they're not busy eating a meal together. It says, then all the people went to eat a special meal. They shared their food and drinks. They celebrated that special day. They were happy that they could hear the reading of God's law and were now able to understand it. <laughs> there was such great joy in this community. They were like, we, we finally get to hear the word of God and we can understand it. We, we're leaning in. We, we, we're so excited as a community. And you could sense the buzz in the city as people were eating food and drinking and talking about like, man, how great was that story about God? And he was rescuing the Israelites and he opened the Red Sea and he killed the the Egyptians and he rescued our nation how how awesome was that time and this time they're telling stories and hey man what was your favorite story and there was this great joy in the community and 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 it was new as they had been rebuilding their cities their homes there was a rebuilding of joy in their lives and I really believe that God wants to rebuild joy in your life as you open up your heart to the Word of God so I remember when I was 17, I had a powerful encounter with God. That was a, I grew up in a Christian home, so I heard a lot about Jesus. I had read the Bible a lot, and I had many special moments. But the uh, defining moment was when I was 17, when someone spoke to me and just said to me that God loves you and He's got a plan and purpose for your life. But it was only two years later when I was 19 that I, I feel like I, I started to really pursue God. And I started to read the Bible every day. And, and as I started doing that, I started discovering more about God and God started speaking to me about who he, he how much he loves me and how, how much he values me and God started speaking to me from the Bible about his plan his plan for my life and he started showing me who he was and I just I couldn't wait to read my Bible man it was exciting and I just felt so much joy for my life. And now, 19 years later, I'm still loving the Bible. I still love picking up my Bible. I still love reading the Bible. I still love discovering new things from the Word of God. And yes, over 19 years, there have been seasons of my life where I haven't been drawn by joy. I've been driven by guilt. Yes, I admit that. I admit that there have been seasons of my life where I pick up the Bible and I'm reading it more because I feel guilty like oh man I have to if, if I don't do this God won't love me if I don't do this God's not with me and those are all lies but I've been there but all it takes is a simple decision and I and in those moments God's spoken to me says hey man just come back you're my son I want to speak to you and I've I've come back to the joy of reading the Bible and so I want to I, I want us to respond today I feel like I want to call us as a community come let's come back into joy and for some of you who've never read the Bible I want to invite you and say come and read the Bible you're gonna discover God you're gonna discover God's plan for your life you're gonna discover how much God loves you and 
if you don't know where to start, you can start with this thing called my first month of journaling. So all you need to do is download the Lifehouse app. Uh, and then there's a, a section on the app called the Blue Book. If you click on it, uh, there's a little part that says my first month of journaling. And you click on that and there's 31 great Bible verses. And all you need to do is just read one of those Bible verses every single day. And on your phone or on a piece of paper or in a book, whatever, just write the date, write that Bible verse and just write down a few things that encourage you from that Bible verse. And this is what we call journaling. And so it's something that you can do every single day. And maybe, maybe you aren't new to the Bible. But if, and if you're not new to the Bible, and I want to I invite you to come back to the joy of journaling. I want to invite you to come back to opening the Bible and maybe start in a book like Mark or one of the Gospels reading about Jesus. And every day just read maybe for five minutes. Just read and just write down on your, on your phone or in a book just a scripture that, that, that encourages you that day and, and, and allow God to help you discover joy again, the joy of the Word of God. Lean in with that, that heart saying, God, speak. I'm listening and say, God, I want to honor your Word. I want your Word to shape me. Come and shape my view of, of life and who I am and, and my future and really have that heart of leaning in and a heart of honor. And God is going to speak to you in an amazing way. So I'd love to pray for you right now. I would love to pray for every one of us. I want to pray that you would discover great joy in the Word of God. So let's pray. God, thank you for your word. Thank you that we live in a time and a generation where your word is so accessible to us, Lord. And I, I pray for every single one of us, God, that you would speak to us, that you would fill us with revelation as we lean in and listen to your voice, as we honor your word, that you would speak to us and bring about uh, a lasting joy as we discover. We discover your plan. We discover who you are. We discover who we are. We discover how much you love us and value us through your word. I pray for every person in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. So I want to pray for one more group of people. Maybe you have never made a decision to follow Jesus, and I want to invite you to take the first step. If you want to discover joy, if you want to discover life and purpose, I want to let you know that God loves you, and He's got a great plan and purpose for your life. And the first thing you need to do today is to make a decision to believe in Jesus and receive Him. Receive Jesus into your life today. And I want you to know that He loves you. He wants to speak to you. And Jesus loves you so much that He came to this earth to show you who God is and to die for you and for me. He had to die for us. He took our sin on, upon Himself on the cross and He died on the cross. But He rose again and He is victorious and He can speak to you today. So I'm going to count to three in just a moment. And if you are that person wanting to make a decision to follow Jesus, I want you to make a decision in your heart right now after I count to three to say, yes, I believe in you, Jesus, and I'd love to pray for you. So one, two, three. That's you. Make that decision right now. Just say, I want to follow you, Jesus. And if that's you, I want to pray for you right now. Jesus, thank you for these incredible people. Pray that you forgive them, that you come into their life, that you fill them with your love, that you speak to them 
in Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. So if you made that decision today, we are celebrating with you. Why don't you maybe go tell someone that you made that decision uh, and so that someone else can celebrate with you today. Well, thank you for listening today. I hope that you were inspired to rediscover joy in the Bible. I hope you have an awesome rest of your week.